Hello, listener, and welcome to the first standalone Every Single Spark production. As always, you'll find content warnings and a link to the transcript in the show notes. But let us just say, this is a delightful little labor of love, a chance for us to do what we enjoy. We hope you enjoy it too. With no further ado, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy our tale. This is Violet's Study. She walked into my office without knocking. She was the kind of lady you don't see in this part of town. Real classy. In a suit you don't get off a rack, and with hair and shoes to match. Dark skin wrapped in a shade of purple reserved for royalty. I should have known then that she was going to be trouble. Sure, she was a queen. Made this place classier by walking in. But that's not where the story starts. You're doing it wrong. What do you mean I'm doing it wrong? It's my story. Our story. Fine, you tell it. Once upon a time... That is definitely not it. Oh, how about you just try again, then? Hmm? Fine. Let's start at the top. I'm Harrison. Slow and Harrison. Private eye. Most days I chase down cheating spouses and missing pets. Most days? Most days I sit in my office hoping someone will come in with a case more interesting than a cheating spouse or a missing pet. And this man who keeps interrupting me is my assistant, Johnny. Friend. Assistant. Assistants get paid. My friend... Johnny Wallace. Good enough? I'll allow it. It was a hot day. The memory of cigarette smoke hung in the air. They quit a while back, but they liked the style. Don't give away all my secrets. We were both there, silent, having long ago exhausted all hope of conversation about our uninspiring caseload. And that's when she walked in, as I said, without knocking. Do I have the right place? Oh, uh, I can't say it seems likely, ma'am. Who are you looking for? Are you Miss Harrison? Eh, close enough. Uh, sure, it'll do. Come in, take a seat, Miss, uh... Hunter. Violet Hunter. Call me Violet. Nice to meet you, Violet. Sloane Harrison, and this is my assistant, Johnny Wallace. Just forget I'm here. That's what I'm used to. I highly doubt that, Johnny. Oh? I don't think I'd forget your face. Why, thank you, ma'am. <clears throat> so, Miss Hunter, Violet, what brings you to this part of town? Seems like we must be outside your usual stomping grounds. A bit, but my friend Irene recommended you. Ah, yes. Well, I uh, can't speak of past cases. <clears throat> Since when? But I'm glad to hear she was complimentary. Are you facing a uh, similar problem? You mean is my husband running around with someone ten years younger than me and much less interesting? As I said, I can't speak of past cases, but let's say that's what I'm asking. Eddie's always had an eye for anyone in a skirt, but no. <laughs> the man is married to you, and he's looking outside his own backyard for skirts to chase? Well, no accounting for taste, I suppose. Whatever his indiscretions, I'm a woman of business, and some means, and... Well, I turned a blind eye. Eddie might have been weak to a well-turned angle, but I could forgive that. Turned? Might have been. You noticed. They do that, notice things. It's more or less the entire job. 
He vanished. A week ago, into thin air. You don't seem very upset. I assure you the true depth of my feelings is simply not on display just now. Is there evidence of foul play? None I can find. I've been to the police. They laughed at me. Apparently, if a man wants to leave his wife without notice, well, that's his prerogative. Do you have any idea where he might have gone? Or why? I would have said we were very happy, Miss Harrison. And I've called his mother, his brother. No one has seen him. Any history of this sort of thing? The one constant in our many years of marriage is that he was unfailingly home for dinner. Didn't want to miss out on your cooking? Miss Harrison, I assure you, after a day at the shop, I was hardly cooking us anything worth writing home about. But he was consistent. A Swiss watch of a man. Oh, he sounds fascinating. Wallace! What? Oh, I, I, I apologize, ma'am. I'm, I'm sure he had many fine qualities. Fine or not, I want to know where he's gone. Or at least why he left. And your personal circumstances? I can pay you, if that's your concern. No, of course not. It never is. That's why they made me steal that chair. It's not stolen. Because no one else wanted it. Anyway. No, Violet, I'm inquiring because if you relied on him to provide for the two of you, your circumstances might be difficult and the matter quite pressing. My business supported us well enough. He had some money from his family when we bought the house and a degree in accounting. A degree? Not a practice? He took a few clients. But mainly, he followed the races, occasionally speculated on real estate, and worked on his novel. I supported us. Ah. Well, we've met men like him, once or twice. Sounds like a pleasant sort of life, especially given the company. Why would he leave? My question exactly, Miss Harrison. Please, call me Sloane. So, will you take my case, Sloane? I'd bet on it, but I'm not a betting man. Are you not? I'll admit, I'm many things, but no, not that. I can't decide if I'm reassured or intrigued. Do you know? I hear that a lot. Ignore him. Yes, Violet, of course. I'll investigate your husband's... What's his name? Eddie. Edward Hunter. Eddie's disappearance. She didn't stay much longer after that. Just gave us her keys and left. Harrison was devastated. I thought we might discuss the case over dinner. When has that ever worked for you? But it turns out our new client needed to go out of town for a few days for business. Inconvenient for us, of course. Oh, is that what we're calling it? Well, we'll see what we can find at the house. Mm, nice place, isn't it? Mm, it? Makes me nervous. Someone will spot us here and call the cops. Nonsense. We have a key. It's not like we're going in a window. This time. And that man is staring at us. He's staring at you. Oh, you know, I think you're right. Wallace. Wallace. We have a job to do. Oh, I was only going to say hello. I know what happens when you say hello. Can't tell anyway. He might be infatuated. They so often are. But that really might be a look of suspicion. Sense. We look perfectly respectable. When did you last have that jacket cleaned? I'm sure it was in recent memory. Then why don't you remember? I focus on more important things. Like the fact that you're the one holding the keys? Nice place, only... Oh, yes. It was a normal enough house. 
The kind, nice, middle-class people pick out of a catalog. But the first thing I noticed walking in wasn't the half-bath or the scarred old upright piano. The place was a jungle. A riot of green, too many plants to count. Too many plants for you to count, maybe. Let's just go with too many plants. We picked our way through them into the living room. Every shelf held at least one flower pot, and I could smell chlorophyll and damp soil. Nice open plan space. Lots of light. Given the horticultural predilection of our client, that's hardly surprising. Well, I suppose if they were Eddie's, they might look worse for wear after a week of neglect. The soil in this one is damp. This has to be so much work. Take a look around, Johnny. You know how this works. Sloan, you should see this. Oh? There are, well, bones. Oh? Look, on the wall. You made it sound so sinister. You don't think it is? That's a perfectly normal articulated skeleton of a least weasel, Wallace. Oh yeah, perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. And I see a collection of... Oh, those are atlas bones. Displayed on black velvet. Very classy. Classy. Right. Amazing Mrs. Hunter didn't tell us one of them was a hobby biologist. Hobby? The mount on this butterfly is reasonably well done, but see the damage to the wing? Let's pretend I noticed that, sure. It's unlikely they had the right fixative, or it might have been damaged when they steamed it open. Either way, they were clearly practicing the art form hardly an expert. Every time I think I know you, I find hidden depths. Look at all these lichens. I am a gentleman of many talents, my dear Wallace. Oh, you're a gentleman now, my good Harrison. They're close enough to be getting on with. So, what do you make of all this? I think that if Eddie were the amateur taxidermist, Violet might have mentioned it. I wish she'd told us more about this business trip. I think, uh, that looks like the door to a study or office, yes? Well, I suppose we'll find more there. I'll check it out. Can you see a fish tank? She asked us to feed the fish. Glad she didn't ask us to water the plants. It was a standard home office, remarkable mainly because only a few plants had made their way in. Three small pots under a lamp, spade-shaped soft leaves, one of them with small purple flowers, all of them drooping, yellowing, listless. A card by the pots said, St. Paulia. The leaves glistened with water, which apparently hadn't been enough to save them. I gave the study a quick once-over, a shelf of books on plant care, another on home taxidermy, a third focusing on business management. Everything is expected. But it was the desk that finally gave me a hint or two. Wallace, it looks as though Mrs. Hunter's business is a plant nursery. That explains the jungle. Wallace? Johnny? There you are. Damn you, didn't you hear me? Oh, I thought you were talking to yourself again. I said your name. Oh, well, sometimes you do that, you know? Whatever. Our Violet is at a conference for plant growers. Left the brochure on the desk. Well, that explains the jungle. No sign of anything from Eddie. Although they clearly share the study. <laughs> I'm sure that fact would be perfectly obvious to anyone who looked in, right? I imagine so. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you not think? Uh, there's a cigar box on the desk, and I don't believe our client partakes. And two hands have written on the pad by the telephone, one of them much clumsier. Of course. Any fool would see that. Yes. The desk is locked, but I thought, if you didn't mind... I'm on it, boss. 
I thought I wasn't your boss. On it. Friend. There you go. This drawer. Financial records. Uh, and here. I wonder why she didn't look. Didn't she? Well, if she had, she'd have found the travel itinerary for one Edward Hunter. Let me see that. Why any man married to that woman would decide to fly the coop is beyond me, but the evidence was, on the surface, clear. Ticket confirmation, an itinerary, and the destination, Maldives, told a story that was almost too perfect. I pulled out the files and found that, yes, our Eddie, a tax accountant, had a second set of books under a false panel. I kind of think they'd try a little bit harder. It's always in the same place. He'd been skimming for years. If only it was that easy for everyone. Considering a life of crime, Johnny? It appears to pay, Sloane. Huh. Fleecing the wealthy and hiding your ill-gotten gains offshore is a time-honored American tradition, I suppose. And then running off to the Maldives. Where there's a thriving real estate market and no extradition treaty, yes. I had hoped this one would be more interesting, but there you are. We headed back to home. To the office, Harrison. I have a home, though you don't appear to. And made a few notes to discuss with our client when she returned. Oh, Johnny. Good of you to come by. Well, I had to clear my incredibly busy schedule, but, you know, I made it work. I want your company when Mrs. Hunter joins us. Shortly, in fact. She could be along at any time. I'm assuming you just don't trust yourself to think straight when she's sitting across from you? Don't be ridiculous. I'm a professional. I saw the look on your face when she was talking about, of all things, a nicely turned ankle. They were excellent shoes. If she's in a sleeveless dress this time, I might have to physically revive you. Good thing you have all that emergency medical training, then. If you would just stop getting a shot... I haven't been shot in months. I could stop worrying about you so much, but we don't expect this one to shoot you, right? Or even knock you out, other than metaphorically. I just have a few questions for her. Thought you'd cracked it. Not quite as thoroughly as it appeared. I hardly had time to explain, but I filled him in as quickly as I could, ignoring his many interjections. Well, I don't know why we had to point that out. <clears throat> in the interest of getting my doubts out enough that he could at least succeed in not looking completely surprised. But I'd hardly touched on my concerns when we heard her footsteps in the corridor. Come in, Mrs. Hunter. Nice to see you again, Violet. And you, Johnny. Sloane. Please, have a seat. Have you learned something about my husband's disappearance? We might have, yes. And if all is as it appears to be, you're well rid of him, I think. Harrison! She's aware of it, Wallace. Look. I admit it. I won't miss him or his unpleasant hobbies. Oh, the taxidermy? What? No, no. You don't like my collections? I found them intriguing. Ignore him. But what hobbies? He liked to bet on the races. On prize fights. On basically anything with a bookie. And if he won, well, he'd disappear for a while and come back with a fistful of regrets. And then he'd pay off someone. Or someone's father, or brother, or husband... It was sordid. I stayed out of it as much as I could. Mm. But this time you knew he wasn't just... celebrating? 
He hadn't won anything in some time. Quite the opposite. Complained constantly about a run of bad luck. Did he often talk to you about that sort of thing? Even though you didn't approve? Excellent question. He may not have known I disapproved. And I doubt he'd have cared if he did. My work paid for his indiscretions. You could have told us this before. I am very well aware that if I complain about him, there are conclusions people might draw. I understand why you hesitated, but, uh... But? Mrs. Hunter. Miss, please. Miss Hunter, then. If you'd been honest from the start, I wouldn't find myself in this difficult situation. And what's so difficult about this situation, Miss Harrison? There's that word again. What? Oh, never mind me, if Sloane doesn't mind. There are more important things. Miss Hunter, without knowing more about your late husband, I can't choose my next course of action. Wait, did you say- I'm sure I don't know what you mean. You think Eddie is dead? I thought he was headed for the Maldives. Ah, only if they're metaphorical. So, that great tax shelter in the sky, then? I doubt the afterlife has an extradition treaty. Sorry, that was insensitive. I think I'll survive your sense of humor, Mr. Wallace. Speaking of surviving, Miss Hunter, as I'm quite certain Eddie didn't, what did he do with his body? I can't believe you would accuse me of- Please, don't lie to me again. How dare you? You know, they're almost always right. And if they haven't called the police yet, it means they want to hear your side. I called the police myself. Of course you did. How better to ensure you wouldn't be under suspicion? I really cannot believe you're suggesting... <sighs> Fine. I can see the way you're looking at me. Let's say for the moment that you're right. Thank you. So what happens next? I really would like to know how you managed it. Why? Just a sick sense of curiosity? They have been accused of that once or twice. No, what I do next depends a bit on how likely it is you'll be found out. Among other factors. If I had done what you're suggesting, I'm certain no one would ever find evidence of it. Ooh. You hear that? She's certain. They always are. Always. Do you have this conversation a lot, then? Do you know, Violet... How much of my time is spent with women whose husbands deserve a short, sharp shock? Uh. I'm not unsympathetic, but I'm also not willing to allow a dangerous person to walk free. So, tell me your story, please. Convince me you're not dangerous. It's not so unusual, really. Except, I guess, that I had more freedom than so many women do from the start. And he was so... Uninterested. He smoked and drank and gambled away my money, and I watched that happen, even as I poured everything into my business. So far, this is a familiar story. To you, too. Oh, I'm more than just a pretty face, Violet. I've known a worthless man or two in my time. Sadly, none of us is truly immune. Ah. Uh. Well, he really was an accountant. He just hardly ever worked. No firm would have him, so he did the books for his parents' rich friends. And was he skimming? Oh, yes. I didn't invent that part. How did you end up with such a wonderful specimen of humanity in the first place? <laughs> you have to ask. He was reasonably charming, a pleasant dinner companion, and thought my business interests were worth pursuing. 
He offered to invest a portion of his inheritance in the shop, with the strong implication that I should marry him for the privilege. And you needed the startup funds. I didn't come from money. And the banks don't lend to women like me. Oh, don't I know it, sister? But with him, a respectable white man from a good family on my arm. So many doors opened to me that I never imagined. So yes, I made a devil's bargain. And lived to... Well, not exactly to regret it. I love my work and I wouldn't give it up for the world. But the costs... Increased. He grew colder and angrier and more desperate. If I argued with him about the finances, he'd point out that I'd never have been able to open the shop without him. I started keeping a second set of books myself. Clever. Yeah, I learned a few things from him there. He liked to brag. And it was the only way to keep him from gambling away my livelihood. I find myself convinced, at least, that he's unlikely to be missed by many. Frankly, there are at least half a dozen women out there who would have shot him themselves if they'd had a gun at the right moment. So... You shot him? No, no. Must I really explain? No need. You poisoned him. Which was quite straightforward. Gin will hide many flavors, and I saw the oleander blossoms. The what? You walked right past them. I'm not much for horticulture, but I know my poisons. I assume you use that one. I did also spot the hellebore, but it's far less likely to be lethal. I'm impressed. So my question becomes not so much how did you kill him or why, but simply, how come you believe you'll get away with it? And how do I know you won't do it again? Why would I? No one else is married to me. Yet. I'll never tie myself to a man again. And if I could have left him... But he'd have taken half the business. I couldn't make the math work. I couldn't buy him out, even if he'd let me, and he wouldn't have. No? He loved plants that much? He loved having me as his caged cash cow that much. Yeah, I'd have stabbed him too. Poisoned. Well, I don't know how to poison people, so for me it's pretty much stabbing or nothing. Eh, fair enough. As for how I believed I'd get away with it, you might be surprised to learn this, but Eddie wasn't well-liked. And he didn't go to work. He hardly ever saw anyone. His bookies will miss him the most, I expect. And at some point his parents will genuinely start to worry, but that's all. And when his parents do? Well, if he was cooking the books and ran overseas to escape prosecution... They might not worry if he never wrote. <laughs> he never wrote unless he needed money, anyway. They've been ashamed of him for years. This is just one more secret to hide. I have one more question, if you don't mind. I am, as much as I hate to admit it, entirely at your mercy, miss. This would be a good time to stop using that word. Oh, I... <clears throat> well, Sloane, I am once again relying on someone's kindness. I can only hope you're a better man than the dearly departed was. If I were a man, I'd be a better one. Violet, I'm convinced that you're no danger. So my only concerns are how you disposed of the remains, and then one final question. But first, the remains? I defleshed him with domestic beetles. You didn't go downstairs or you'd have found them. Oh, taxidermy? Yes. And then I mixed, well, shall we say a couple of household chemicals? To dissolve the bones. 
Piranha solution? Oh, you're a brave woman. It just takes care, really. Why not dissolve the whole body? I had the beetles handy, plenty of time, and I really didn't want to mix that much piranha if I could help it. All right, now that, that is a bit scary. Uh, you, you what, cut them up and fed them to some bugs? Oh, no, no. I have a large enclosure. No cutting required. Wasn't he heavy? <laughs> I lift trees every day. I won't say it was pleasant, but I just pretended he was a particularly large and intransigent ficus. So he's truly gone. If someone had investigated thoroughly right away, I suppose they could have learned something from the beetles, but they're gone too. Is that sufficient? You said you had one more question. One more thing that didn't quite fit, yes. On the desk. Three plants labeled St. Apollia. <laughs> you don't miss much, do you? They're famous for it. Why were they dying when your other plants were thriving? Oh, they weren't mine. They were his. He had a few of his own plants and didn't take care of them? I feel like part of this story is missing. He took very good care of them. Do you know what they're called, Mr. Wallace? Never had the pleasure. African violets. Oh. Oh. So he kept them. Perfectly. Prided himself on it. They were his just like you were. Bit on the nose, if you ask me. He'd even compare me to them. He wasn't subtle. Then why water them, after he was gone? Almost no one buys St. Paulia. They're a difficult plant for the average person. I don't stock them. Do you know why? I genuinely do not. Almost everyone kills them by overwatering. Their roots rot at any excuse. Ah, so... I could have just thrown them out, but I was watering everything else, and there they were. I do admire your sense of poetry. Has it redeemed me? Oh, I know that face. They have something to say. I decided some time ago that you're no threat to anyone else, actually. What convinced you? I mean, she does have some very nice arms. Thank you. It's all the heavy lifting. What does that have to do? As soon as I accused you, most people would have threatened me. You went still. Threatened you? With what? The gun in your handbag. You could have told me, Harrison. She wasn't going to use it, Wallace. You've been wrong before. I have not. Do I need to point out that the last time you were shot was in almost exactly this situation? But that time I knew perfectly well she was probably going to shoot me. This time I knew she wouldn't. Oh, you're going to be the death of me. Quite possible, but not today. If you're done, it's not loaded. How did you know? Your eyes. When you realized you were under threat. And again, when you mentioned the results of Eddie's unsavory behavior. Glanced at the handbag when you said there were women who would gladly have shot him. Yeah, yeah, Harrison, you're frighteningly good at noticing these details. I'm sure everyone is very impressed. I am, in fact. So what happens now? Well, I believe this case is complete. Wallace, will you write up our findings so that Miss Hunter can refer to them in the case of the investigation that will, at some point, follow? Oh, certainly, Harrison. Second set of books, offshore accounts, Maldives, a sordid tale of treachery. I can give you a few corroborating details, if it will help. 
Point me toward a few of those spurned women, maybe. Oh. Just to show that we investigated thoroughly and concluded our great nation is better off without him. I promise. I'll be delicate. He will. He's good at it. And I want a few grieving, shocked spouse quotes from you, of course. Rain it in, Johnny. It's a report, not a penny dreadful. You don't respect my art. I have the utmost respect for your talents. I... <clears throat> I find myself grateful to you both. I'd rather not have had this power over you at all, Miss Hunter. I feel you've had too much of that for too many years. Please, call me Violet. Well, Violet, as our business is concluded... Oh, are you really going to do this? Please feel free to see yourself out. We'll be by in a few days with the report. Oh, good, I thought... And of course, if you'd like to talk about anything less dire, you know where to find me. And there it is. I appreciate the offer, Sloane. Maybe you'd like to come by the shop sometime? Hmm. I hate to admit I have a great deal to learn about plants. I really only recognize the fatal ones. Then maybe when the dust settles. I cannot believe that worked. I, I thought you didn't want it. A man. Never did, particularly. How fortunate that I'm not one, then. Should I go? I, I can go. No, no. I will. Here. For services rendered. I believe it will be adequate. I take it back. Please, do flirt with her. She paid us. Thank you, Violet. I'll talk to you soon, Sloane. Johnny. You know, you just about held it together there, boss. Welcome back to being my assistant. Good point. We just got paid. Still, you really wanted to let this one go, didn't you? I swear it's not just the shoulders. She is your type, though. What? Beautiful? No. Deadly. I had to admit he had a point. But in this case, I didn't think anyone was in danger from Violet Hunter. A woman scorned, coerced, and pushed far beyond anyone's limits. Sure, she'd killed a man, but not a man the world was going to miss. And not for his money, or even out of hate or fear. She just wanted to be free to grow beautiful things, strip animals of their flesh, and, maybe, go out to dinner with a detective once in a while. Maybe. We'll see. We hope you enjoyed this Every Single Spark production. This script was created as a birthday gift for Kate Tillotson, who will very likely have recognized her own living room along the way. Kate, Evan, loves you, wishes you a very happy birthday, and apologizes for not finding a way to make a reference to the Fez. This script was written by Evan Tess Murray, sound design and audio engineering were by Trace Callahan, Sloane Harrison was played by Caroline Minks, Johnny Wallace was played by Sawyer Green, Violet Hunter was played by Kalila Roney, and I, the voice of the credits, am Chi Williams. Whoever you are listening... Remember that everyone can make something beautiful, and every single spark matters.